I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do this episode. I'm really tired of speaking out about bullying, but I also think it's a really important topic for my own life and my career in film, so I want to try to go as deep into it as possible. It's hard. Because I don't want to say names or be vague out of fear of those people listening, but I also don't want to be afraid of these people anymore. So I'm going to talk, and I'm going to see what comes out. Welcome back to my podcast. This is Camera Experiments, where we talk about everything regarding film, art, the industry, anything that comes to my mind. And today we're going to talk about bullying. I would feel bad if I talked about bullying and people's lives are ruined, even if they hurt me, because I wouldn't wish that on anyone else. However, they also should have thought about that when they were trying to ruin my life. This is a rant, not something seeking sympathy or empathy, and not something where I'm seeing accolades for my behavior. This is for those who deal with bullying and need help. And it's to educate those who are bystanders. I hope that my experiences can help someone out there to feel seen and safe and hopeful, knowing that everything is normal and everything will be okay, because God knows I wish I had that when it was happening. A note before continuing, this episode may be triggering to some listeners, so please bear that in mind if you choose to listen. Take breaks if you need to, and choose to skip this as well if it's a lot. So how does this relate to film? It's basically my driving force. Tell me I can't and I'll do it anyway. Pretty much everything that I've done until this point has been because a bully told me not to do it. In a way, I should thank them because their shitty behavior has allowed me to do a million things I never thought I'd accomplish. But keep in mind, I literally got into film because someone told me I couldn't make one and look where I am now. When I started university, my grandfather passed away the morning of the first semester of my art history exam. My first few weeks of school had already been a wreck with him in the hospital and the overwhelming transition into a new place where I had to interact with new people was not helping. It's weird for me to say, but I was shy. Like a little. I found it very difficult to make friends in high school and had only just figured it out in grade 12 while I was being bullied by three girls in my friend group. Like if you're ever wondering how bad trauma can get, I was verbally, mentally, and physically abused by these girls, and that can take a really big toll on anyone with no one around to talk to about it. Not only did one of these girls tell me I couldn't make a film, they also told me my parents were horrible people that didn't know anything. They would get frustrated when I would make any sort of mistake, would completely stop talking to me for weeks for little things like I didn't offer them my food or something taken completely out of context. Everything was a competition. My successes were annoying, and I was always the bad friend. I remember one of the girls tackled me in the hallway when I was trying to go and tell a teacher what she was saying to me because I had had enough. And that friend, after tackling me and pinning me to the ground, told me that if I ever told anyone the bad things they were saying to me, they'd make me regret it. I believed them. In university, first year, they would follow my route to class just to trip 
and body check me into the curb and intimidate me because of reasons I don't even know or care about. I went home with bruises on my legs and knees and didn't say anything about it. It seemed as no, it literally seemed as though no one who saw it happening cared. It was like they thought it was okay. Then again in university, I was met with this weird hostility. I can imagine that others were really nervous just like me, but there are things that people can say and do that just do not scream, I'm nervous, to me. Like this girl in visual studies making fun of me for not being able to tell if she's wearing a skirt or a dress from the horrible angle I was sitting at, behind a desk. If I say, I love your skirt, and it's just a dress, just politely correct me and say thank you. Don't look at me like I'm stupid. I don't know if anyone else has ever experienced this kind of mean behavior from people. And if you have, this is the dumbest situation that you could ever possibly be through. And it's so irritating that people have this kind of attitude, even past high school. Anyway, let's move on. One night, I was walking home. And I passed by someone. And when I said hi to them, they said, I hate you and stormed off. I have no idea why. That same person would call me and text me every day and get pissed if I set boundaries, said no, or was too busy to talk. They would also get mad at me if I had to go home early from parties because I live with my parents for financial reasons. And like, I go home because I need to catch the go train. I am not staying downtown. I want to sleep in my bed. This person did all of that just to use me for homework, copied my visual study storyboards, and almost caused me to fail the course. They pretended to be my friend. And thank God the professor believed me. But there's more. I'm not done. They also said, Who cares? It's just a grandparent. To me, when my grandfather died, then told me they had to be there for someone else whose grandfather died because they were very close. I was also very close to my grandfather who I spent almost every day with. Yeah, thanks. He got frustrated at me. He got frustrated at me. Sorry, I cannot speak. On a phone call. Because I wanted to be a cinematographer. I'm going to stop right there actually for a second. I wanted to be a cinematographer. What about that makes you frustrated? That doesn't make sense. And they said, everyone wants to do that. It's so easy. You're not special. Sit with that for a bit and, you know, come up with your own idea of what that's supposed to mean. Because I, to this day, I'm just like, why did I have that conversation? And why did I pick up the phone? I was constantly told by this person that my behavior was bad and that I was always looking for attention. Every little thing I did or said was under a microscope and hyper fixated and nitpicked on. I was called abusive for raising my voice one time out of frustration. I was singled out, excluded from parties, going through so much anxiety from all the confusion I felt. So much lying and gaslighting from this guy. And whenever I'd call him out, he'd make me doubt myself, use my anxiety against me, and then completely just start disrespecting me more and more and more wouldn't answer me, wouldn't talk to me. It was like me calling him out made me the bad person. And I 
have never really talked to a lot of people about this before. Um, but there was, there's one other thing that this person did that at the time I kind of just ignored because I wanted to make friends, but he would invite me over to his apartment and one time said to me, I'm experimenting in my friendships to see if there's really a line between relationships and friendships, which made me uncomfortable. It was like I wasn't getting the signs and then his attitude would change completely because I wasn't really reacting to anything. I wouldn't take alcohol from him in his home. Um, I wouldn't sleep over at his house. And I guess that was really like annoying. Sorry that I have these sort of boundaries for myself, but I just personally feel that I don't need to do these things to be close to people. For anyone who hasn't caught on yet, that is not okay. And I am kind of not really explaining the entire situation, but it's very close to sexual coercion. Um, And you can read between the lines in that statement that he made. I'm experimenting in my friendships to see if there's really a line between relationships and friendships. That's emotional manipulation. You can disagree with me if you really want to. I I don't really care. To me, that's not correct. Like, it's just really fucked up. And I'm a pretty open-minded person. And my friends would tell you I'm a pretty open-minded person, but not in that way. Feelings, emotions, those are so delicate. And they are not to be messed with. And I was going to keep going. I don't even know if I should. Because there was another time he went with me and my friends to the CNE. And kept saying the whole thing was lame and making it a really shitty time so that it would end early on purpose for, and I quote, just me and him to spend the day together. It was actually really frightening. But I thought there was something wrong with me. And that his behavior was normal. Because he said everything I was doing was not normal. Now, I'm not happy with my own actions when I'm under pressure and lost and confused. But understand, sometimes it's other people's treatment of us that brings us there. In my fourth year of university, all of that had ended. And I was doing really well and meeting some really, really wonderful people in the program that I had never met before. And I met another friend. Now, I really don't care if she hears this, and I hope that she does, because like I said at the beginning of this episode, she should have thought of that before she tried to ruin my life. So this friend spent a whole year beating me down mentally, pretending that she was better than everyone at the school, including myself. We had a mutual co-worker on the school film festival that was very, very nice, And the minute I showed a sign of being friendly with them, she took a chance and lied to me and told me that he was talking about me behind my back. This comment was repeated through the year. But I remember that making me so uncomfortable. And I don't even know if it was true or not anymore. She would talk to him every day, send me his message. It was messages like all the fucking time. 
and say to me that he was a really bad person, but she kept talking to him. I actually really don't want to fully get into this one because it makes me have intense trauma responses, but essentially this person worked really hard to soften me up during a time where I was really stressed out about my thesis and getting the year done and just needing to focus on my work. And they did that so that I would help them with their films. Treated me like shit during those productions by not being grateful and endangering my health. Caused drama between me and the guy she said was a bad person, even though he proved to actually be a better friend than she was. Told me I was bullying someone, but it was okay because she was doing it too. Told me I was ghosting her and not as a joke. If I didn't text her for two hours, she would get upset. And then she'd get upset if I didn't want to turn off my privacy setting on my Spotify. Or if I didn't want to share my location with her. She pointed out all of my flaws all the time and would give me the cold shoulder con- like consistently. <sighs> she blamed me for all of her mistakes and choices, told me things about myself that were not and are not true. None of these were jokes. They were so very much not intended to be humorous. People like the ones I've mentioned here get mad at you for reacting and speaking up because they don't want to be called out for their crap behavior. I want to relate this now to a situation. And, you know, I feel like it's important to talk about sets that you've been on that haven't been very welcoming or good. And I've debated whether or not I wanted to say the name of this film. So I'm not going to, but I think a lot of people know just by me saying the situation what this was. It was an antithesis film from last year. TMU has these amazing grants. And I say that sarcastically, even though it didn't come out as that. Because they only have one grant. It's called the SES grant. And it funded this antithesis film that I was a part of. And I was part of too. This is not the really good one called Pavilion. Pavilion's a great film. The other one that I was on has not come out yet. I did a lot for that production. I was the second assistant camera. And I did more than my duties as an assistant camera. At the time, third doses for COVID were coming out and I was waiting to get mine because I was a little frightened at how many doses we were required to get and still reading about the science behind it. The director of that film guilted and forced me into getting that dose when I wasn't ready for the sake of her film. In the end, I did it for the safety of others, and that's what I kept telling myself, but deep down, I caught wind of her insensitivity. I would have chosen to step down from the project if I chose to continue to wait for the sake of others as well. What a lot of people don't know is that when we all arrived to set, the producer was sick. When we requested that the producer go home as we were worried about getting COVID, the director refused and said the producer had to be there. The producer wouldn't wear a mask the whole time we were inside the house. And lo and behold, they ended up having COVID and I ended up getting COVID by proxy. While I was sick and alone in my room because I went home, I received countless messages 
saying that I brought COVID to set, there was no way I got it from the producer, and it was because I wasn't fully boosted, so I endangered the crew. Newsflash, you can get COVID regardless of how many doses you have and how boosted you are. The science is not accurate yet, so the incubation period that they say is up to two weeks, which means you can get COVID before two weeks. I received so many messages saying that I jumped shit, ship, not shit, even though it was shit, and I abandoned the project. I forgot to mention that while we were there, she and some others made fun of a crew member who was concerned and requested that we shut down. This mean girl attitude on a film set is unprofessional. It's cute in the movies, but not when we are making the movies. Now, I allowed the producer and director to use my credit card, which has a $500 limit, mind you, to rent lenses. I also went with the DP to pick up that equipment and was there to help with anything I could. When they started back up again in a small, hot, and sweaty apartment where I was treated like I was doing nothing and where I felt like I was going to faint at any moment. I was also not thanked or credited for my time spent in Wasega where I missed my classes for the production and denied work to be there. Please, if you care about ethical filmmaking and know exactly what set I'm talking about, please do not support this film when it comes out. Fast forward to now. I've had a couple mean people run-ins on set. I've since told off the guy and feel pretty great about it. The girl doesn't talk to me anymore. No one gets that kind of access to my life where they can tell me I can't speak up to my, for myself or talk about how I'm feeling. No one gets the kind of access where they can just come and go at their own convenience whenever something happens. I don't talk to people anymore and it feels so great. Ever since he told me not to be a cinematographer, I have wanted to be a producer so badly because when I'm a full-blown producer, believe me, I will not be hiring people like that. When you think about a film set and you think about speaking up for yourself, you think, okay, I'm going to go tell HR. This is where this all comes in. If you have someone in your workplace, so let's say like not just in film, but like you're working at Bass Pro or you're working at the library and you know, you become very close with the people you work with, especially if it's on a long-term project. If you have somebody like going around being like that towards you, you should be telling your producer, do not be quiet. You should not have to deal with this on a daily basis. But you know what? The greatest part about dealing with bullies is that you get to use that fuel to fuel your fire. Sometimes it takes a long time to get out of the shitty rut that I find myself in when things like this happen. But eventually I managed to crawl out of my hole and do something about it. Like this podcast, arriving at the aftermath of a crazy year of career struggle, is here to make me happy and to do something creative with what I feel. I stop, I wallow, and then I move on. I wallow sometimes for a little too long, which is a little worrisome to me because it's enjoyable to wallow and rest for a long, long time, but I have to keep moving. It's like sitting on the couch for too long. I don't want to get up. I'm tired. And all I know at the end of the day is that bullying stinks. But it really does make you stronger. If you don't let it eat you and allow yourself to rise above it, you can spot it quicker and use your experiences to be empathetic rather than forgiving. I can safely say I've been on both sides of the problem before, and I'm always one to say sorry, but not everyone will forgive you and not everyone will say sorry to you. You can empathize 
and understand and still not want to forgive and that's okay. You could also just not do any of those things and still not want to forgive and that's also okay. But what I have definitely learned is that hate breeds more hate. Yes, I'll repeat that. Hate breeds more hate. And it seeps into the way you present yourself and the way that you work. So I don't recommend the second option. Good things come to your life when you show real care. I don't mean just being like, oh, I love everyone and being all showy like that. No, I mean the way you treat people, the way that you speak to them, the things you do for them, the presence you give them when they're speaking or they have something important happening. Those people don't have to even accept the kindness you give them. You just have to show it. Obviously, I'm full of shit, right? Like, but I don't care. It's worked for me for a long time to say positive things about people who bring me pain. It also works when you're at work and someone brings up someone you don't like. It makes the day smoother and makes you look professional because you are professional. A hopeful or brighter spin on something that makes you upset will almost always benefit you. It doesn't even have to be super positive. It could just be neutral. You know, you don't have to be happy and fun and sunny all the time. You could just be like completely neutral to a situation. Just spin it in a way that makes you feel a little bit better. If this doesn't benefit you, eventually it'll make you feel lighter for sure. Notice that I'm trying to avoid saying positive. There's nothing positive about bullying. It is hope that helps. I'm probably the worst person though to talk about what to do about when someone is like bullying you really badly because I'm still trying to figure that out myself. These meanings are getting really sneaky. So it's like you learn from one and then can't attribute that to the next one. Like why did I even go through that universe? What was the fucking point? And it's not always easy to spot, especially if you're close with someone. And it's not easy to combat it when it's happening. Bullying can bring even the most confident person in the world to their knees. It's not reserved for insecurity. It's also extremely difficult to speak up for yourself in the midst of a school year. Or in the midst of a set where you need to work to survive, to live. And where it seems like everyone is friends with these horrid people. There are many days, honestly, where I just want to curl up into a ball and live in the corner of my room because there's no point in continuing to live if these people are going to turn all of their actions against you. I can't explain what manipulation does to people and I won't try to make you understand it. Just know that it really does hurt and it really can mess with your head. There are many things that have happened to me in my life that I haven't even told my parents or my friends about because I don't want them to worry. I don't want to worry at work or in my personal life. Bullying in the workplace is disgusting and I love filmmakers like Sarah Pauly who have decided that they have zero tolerance for that kind of behavior and will fire them in an instant. If that kind of behavior was happening to me on a television series, so like a long format, long-term contract, I would probably quit and give up filmmaking. And as bleak as that sounds, it's the reality. This episode is definitely all over the place, but that's how bullying can make you feel. And when you're on a show, that is a bad look. You're stressed. 
you're not doing a good job, it can get into your head and it can really ruin your work quality. Well, why do we bully people? Why do we hurt people? Why would we make it our mission to make our time together absolutely horrible? We all, all like want to be treated with respect outside of work and while we work. So let's just do that, please. It's not hard to be kind and caring. And while I know we cannot be perfect, because I sure as hell am not, we can strive to own our mistakes and put that ego aside. We shouldn't feel embarrassed to admit our fault, but we should also never be bullied into apologizing for the sake of keeping the peace. It's a strange balance we have to figure out, and we're not always going to get it right. It's really not that difficult to have a little bit of patience and understanding, and I think that's where we learn to make peace with ourselves through others, especially for, for me, like at the age of 22, who doesn't really want to live my life in hate and grudges, but who also just wants justice. Again, though, I'm not perfect, and there are just some things like the experiences I detailed above that I don't have to be ready to forgive or forget, and I can live knowing that I understand and empathize, but it's still wrong. The same goes for the misogynistic tendencies that rampage film sets and the attitude that comes with entitlement. You can disagree with me. Go ahead. Try me. But when a man comes up to me and tells me that I can't do anything with a camera because I'm a woman, that's sexist. And frankly, it's gross. It's not, oh, that's just the way it is in the industry. No, it's an outdated and disgusting thing to say. I'd rather be around people that support curiosity and who help their crewmates to develop their skills, not people who complain that they don't know what they're doing. Support your crew, support their ambition. The fact that they are there should say enough. Make them welcome and answer their questions. Talk to them about their aspirations on your lunch or during the low periods. This isn't a place to be like, super serious all the time. People on film sets, you know, you spend every day together, all day together. You can't be serious for a 15 day shoot. You have to, you know, you have to act like you're actually out in the world and have a little bit of fun. Keep your spirit up. Nothing is a contest. We can make space for each other out here. I think one of the greatest things that you can do for yourself, and many would disagree, is talk about what you're experiencing to someone you trust or even just to yourself into a voice memo or into a journal. I have found that for myself, it helps me to move past these scary moments by talking about it. The more I release it by letting it out into the world, the better I feel. But that might not be the same for you. When you work in an environment where people are always frustrated and they lash out and say rude things, that can be traumatizing and talking about it consistently can re-traumatize you. But if talking works, after a really crappy interaction with someone you work with, it could be good to write or speak and listen to your experience afterward. It makes me feel heard when I do that and it helps me to work through any thoughts I have about it. Anyway, to close... If you or anyone you know supports people like the ones I've mentioned above, you should maybe have a serious talk with them about why we shouldn't support mean people and why we should avoid not standing up for people when we see something shitty happening. 
I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm not looking for empathy or someone to tell me that it's going to be okay. I had to do that for myself. If you believe that we should be welcoming to people and that we should live in a world of peace and love, don't just like say to someone, oh, you'll find your place, sweetie. Like you are into peace and love and welcoming people, but you don't want to welcome that one person. Practice what you preach. Seriously. It's really not that hard. I'm looking, essentially, to put this out there so people can learn from my experiences and recognize these things in their own lives. So no one goes through what I did. This is my call to action. And thanks again for listening.